We're about to see a hell of a lot more money coming into the property market over the next 12 to 24 months. And the government really likes to get involved in property if you haven't already realized here in Australia. So in this video, I wanna discuss some of the changes that are coming off the back of the National Cabinet meeting earlier this week and what that could mean in terms of house prices as well as housing for low to middle income earners as well. So if you're interested in what my thoughts are, definitely keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. Now I do talk a lot about property, obviously, because I run a full-time buyer's agency. Our team is growing, we're almost at 15 full-time staff and helping a lot of people take that first step towards financial freedom. So if you've been stuck on the sidelines or thinking, okay, I wanna invest into property, but I don't know how to, definitely go check out this video. It's gonna break down exactly how the buyer's agency works. And from there, you can book in a free call as well and uh, we'll make things happen. Now the National Cabinet met earlier this week and they discussed housing because it is a big problem, especially around housing supply. Now it wouldn't have been such a big problem if we didn't introduce so many immigrants into the country, but then you also need the immigrants in the country, otherwise we fall into a recession and then we have other problems to deal with. So although some people love the media headlines saying, oh my God, these stupid immigrants, but the reality is that we also know that the system would have broken by now if we hadn't had so many people come into the system. When it comes to actually building new homes, we definitely don't have enough skilled labor to be able to actually go and build all these homes. So some of those immigrants coming into the country are skilled labor and that also helps the purpose here in Australia. Now I know the pros and cons of having more people come into a country, it's simple supply and demand. We've spoken about this on the channel for so many years now, where as long as you have more demand than supply, you're gonna have prices go up. Doesn't matter what interest rates are doing, they only factor supply and demand. Now we definitely know that the middle class is getting hurt the most in all of this inflation talk. A lot of these people owning assets, not owning assets. Definitely go check out this video. I share a few things as to how people in the middle class are actually falling into the low income earners and it's definitely affecting the long-term stability of the people in this group. So definitely go check out that video. It's gonna help get your understanding around why is it that some people are making more money than ever before and then others are really struggling. Now, off the back of all of that, people can't afford homes. So the Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, has revealed the federal government's help to buy housing scheme, which will come into effect next year. Albanese met with the state and territory leaders at the National Cabinet on Wednesday, announcing an intent to construct 1.2 million new homes over five years to address the national housing crisis. We will come back to that number because that number doesn't sound right. Addressing Labor's national conference in Brisbane, the following day he revealed discussions had also paved the way for Labor to implement a key election promise in 2024. So often Australians have done all the right things. They've worked hard, they've saved up, they've made sacrifices, but a deposit for a home is still out of reach, he said. What our government will do is step up and put in our share, opening the door of home ownership. The help to buy scheme aims to help lower and middle income earners enter the housing market with a much smaller deposit. So how does it all work? Who's it helping? Who's eligible? Who's not? What the government is proposing is that they're going to come in and cover 40% of a new build's purchase price or 30% of an existing home. So again, it's really targeting people to go and give them an incentive to buy something new. Now there's a couple of factors to this that people need to consider. We have a government that's getting involved in the property market, which has never been a good sign ever. Now I get it on the flip side, you wanna help more people buy a property, which I totally get. But what happens when you have incentives like this is people are gonna look at this and say, well, if I get an extra 10% as a deposit from the government, that's 10% less than I have to put in from my pocket, I'm taking that option. And that option is a new home. Now we've covered on the channel why buying new is probably not a good idea if you're trying to grow 
grow your wealth. And the reason for that is because in some cases you're going into a completely new area, there's new land unlocked. So you don't know based on historical data if there's any demand to live in the area. So you could buy something now and be like, hey, cool, I got a new house. But if no one actually wants to live there and there's not enough facilities, there's not enough job creation in that environment, people are gonna be forced to move out of those areas. And what happens is that the demand starts falling. When that happens, we see prices stabilize and fall in some cases. This has happened all across Australia and it happens year after year after year. You can go and cherry pick in 2013, you can go and cherry pick something in 2018, but I've seen it so many times. And that's why I love the initiative, but I just don't like how it's positioned. It's really pushing people to go buy something new. And in most cases, if you're living in a capital city, you're going, I'm gonna buy an off the plan apartment. And although in some cases it works out, very rare, but it works out. In most cases, people get stuck with a dud property. They have to live in there, they have no choice. And with life comes uncertainty. So you might have a kid, you might have an extra kid, you might wanna move overseas for work or whatever it is. And then you're stuck with this investment that you think is an investment because you expect it to grow or hope to grow, but it's not actually growing. So you can see how you can get caught up in this. And I've seen this happen so many times. That's the reason why I feel like I need to cover it off. Buyers will also have lenders mortgage insurance waived, potentially saving over $30,000. They won't need to pay rent on the stake owned by the government. The scheme will apply to 10,000 houses every year and buyers will have to live in the home. So based on this, it just looks like it's for houses and not apartments. There'll be caps which reflect the cost of homes in each state and also the difference between metro and rural areas. In New South Wales, where property prices are particularly high, it'll be capped at 950,000 in Sydney and regional hubs. This means buyers could save $380,000 on a new build and 285,000 on a pre-existing house. Now let's just take a step back. Let's pretend I don't own any investments. I don't run a buyer's agency and just take my word for as it is as a YouTuber because we love YouTubers, right? Now, if you're telling me that suddenly you can get into the property market and I'm not gonna have to save a particular amount as a deposit and then I don't have to pay LMI, isn't that just gonna cause prices to go higher because now you have more demand coming into the market? I'm trying to simplify this, but that's exactly what I'm hearing here. What's worse is that it's for owner occupiers. So as an investor, if I was to go out there, I'll say, look, do the numbers make sense? And if they don't, well, then it's a no deal. But as an owner occupier, you're more driven by emotions. I know this because I've seen my own family members go and put a ridiculous amount in an extra little fitting or finish in the kitchen. And you're like, this isn't gonna do anything. But aesthetically, it looks amazing. And that makes that person happy. At the end of the day, you're buying it to live in. You're not buying it to go, ah, oh, this is the best return on my investment. No, it doesn't work like that. But you hope that the prices eventually go up because that gives you more choice later on. So if owner occupiers are now coming in and yes, you've got 10,000 across all of Australia, if your limited amount of listings, cause listings are quite low, if that's the limited amount, an investor is willing to pay say 600,000, but an owner occupier is gonna go, well, I've been looking for about three months. I really like this place. I don't care if CoreLogic's gonna come out and say it's 600K. I'm willing to go up to 650 cause my borrowing capacity is 670. So I'm gonna go all the way up. And that's how prices generally move up very quickly. Now, if you couple this in 2024 with what I had just explained in my last video, which you can definitely go check out here, around how CBA is predicting that we're gonna have rate cuts in 2024, you could have the perfect storm. In Q1 of 2024, you could accelerate ridiculously quickly because now you've got artificial stimulus coming into the environment, being property, and then you can go in and say, well, now we've got more demand because people can buy more because they can borrow more. Now we're setting ourselves up for prices to go higher. Now that's not an opinion, that's based on facts. And the opinion part to that is, if you know this is gonna happen, you should probably prepare 
hair at least six months before. But a $600,000 cap is what's coming in for regional New South Wales. You're gonna really struggle to find something that's a decent house under $600,000, but there still are some opportunities out there. Now, who's eligible? Single Australians earning up to 90,000 or a couple earning a combined income of 120,000. They'll need to have a 2% deposit on hand and qualify for a standard home loan for the remainder of the purchase. It doesn't need to be the first time they've bought property, but they can't currently own one. So I do like how they've got those conditions in there because there are some people out there that are struggling, that wanna buy a house, they just can't afford to, and they may have a bigger deposit, but they just can't get in. Now I did say earlier in this video, remember the 1.2 million number, which is effectively what they're planning to build over the next five years. Now that would work out roughly to be about 220 to 250,000 homes every single year. So is that actually possible? According to the data available through ABS, the five years ending in the March quarter of 2023, we built 950,000 homes or thereabouts, right? So in five years, we built 950,000. That's pretty good. But if we look at the last 12 months, we're actually down to about 180,000 dwellings. And if you look at the last quarter, we're at about 40,000. So if you go and annualize that quarter number, you're probably closer to about 155 to 160,000 dwellings every year. So if you multiply that by five years, you're gonna fall way short of a million, let alone 1.25 million. And the reason for this is because there's not enough people taking on the commitment to build a new home. And when interest rates have moved up so quickly, you'll see a declining number when it comes to how many houses are being approved and how many houses are being completed. Because we really haven't seen the full effect of those final couple of rate hikes. So I'm suspecting if we're wanting to get to this number of 1 million or 1.25 million homes, the only way you're gonna do that is when you drop rates. When you drop rates, you put in artificial stimulus to get more people involved in the property market. You might be able to build more homes, but also you're gonna take a lot of stock out of the market and they need to work hand in hand together. Because if you've got people going, well, there's no homes now available to rent, then you've got your rental prices worsen, which I think is gonna get worse in 2024. But if you have these people that are renting now being able to buy, it'll put less pressure on the rent and that should hopefully decrease. That will be in line with inflation. Fantastic. Now we can have interest rates drop. Once they start dropping, more people can buy their homes and it's a perfect, perfect world. We know that there's so much uncertainty over the next six months, recession calls, things happening all over Australia. And for those reasons, I say to you, get prepared, have an emergency fund, do the simple things first, and then you can build your wealth on top of that. If you have enjoyed this video, definitely smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.